0: welcome to dads with daughters in this show we spotlight dads resources and more to help you be the best dad you can be
1: welcome back to the dads with daughters podcast where we bring you guests to be active participants in your daughter's lives raising them to be strong independent women really excited to have you back again this week and as always we are on a journey together raising daughters is a wonderful thing it can be a challenging thing there are so many ups and downs and sideways events and things that happen along the way as your child moves from phase to phase in her life and it's important to know that you're not alone that there are people around you that you can rely on that people around you that you can learn from And even if you're not willing to go next door and talk to that dad that's next door with their kids, we're here every week. And I love being able to talk with you to be able to give you some perspectives, to allow for you to be able to meet other dads and other resources that are out there for you to be able to access and for you to be able to learn from. And you just have to be open to taking that all in. And I think that's important. That's such an important thing for every father to do. Not always an easy thing. Never said this is going to be easy. But it is definitely something that if you're willing to do it and you're willing to put in the work, you're going to come out in the end being the best dad that you can be. Every week, I love being able to bring you different guests. Guests that have different experiences that have led them to be the father that they are or the resource that they they represent. But this week, we have another great guest with us. Justin is with us. Justin is known online as Dr. Youngbody. And we're going to be talking about Justin's experience being a father to an 11-year-old daughter, but also his experience in different types of relationships where he had to be a step-parent or his child had a step-parent or a a, a per, another person in her life that became a pseudo step parent per se, and what he had to learn in that regard to be able to be not only a great dad to his his own biological daughter, but a great dad to the other children in his life. Justin, thanks so much for being here today. Hey, thanks for
0: having me on. I do want to say one thing quick, because I'm sure a lot of people, when they hear Dr. Youngbody, they're like, what the heck is that from? That was a nickname that my dad had for me when I was young. It's actually a reference to from Gilligan's Island. If you remember the show Gilligan's Island, there was a soap opera that I forget if it was Ginger or Marianne would watch on the show. And there was a character in the soap opera named the good Dr. Youngbody. And th- that's where that's from. My dad's been calling me that since I was a young, young child, and I've just kind of ran with it. So to clear that up. But yeah, thanks for having
1: me. I love that. And I appreciate you uh, sharing that and, and making sure everybody understands. Not everybody's going to run to go check out and see if there's a clip on YouTube or something to that effect of Dr. Youngbody out there from Gilligan's Island. Now, I always love starting these con- these conversations with an opportunity to turn the clock back in time. I mentioned that you have an 11-year-old daughter. Let's go back in time to that first moment that you found out that you were going to be a father to a daughter, what was going through your head?
0: I was so excited. You talk about the first moment. I'm in my head. I'm imagining, you know, when they told me we were having a girl. And I mean, I, it was a very exciting moment. I wasn't one of those dads that's like, ah, I better have a boy. You know, I've been surrounded by women my whole life. I have three sisters. There are two. Sorry, two sisters, <laughs> three siblings. I have one very younger brother. Uh, but i grew up with my two sisters so i was very excited i took the chance to really kind of sit there and soak it in like oh my gosh i'm gonna have a daughter and i really had no idea what that was gonna entail um you know my my daughter's mother had two daughters of her own at the time so i had some experience with some girls but you know as as all of (laughs) parents out there know by now every child is different. So there was no part of me that thought like, oh, well, this is how it is with these two girls. This is what it's going to be with her. Obviously, I knew this was going to be you know, a very unique, you know, one-of-a-kind individual little girl. So yeah, I was very excited and I obviously never looked back never thought to myself like, oh, I wish I had a boy or anything like that.
1: Now, I mentioned the fact that your daughter is 11 and you've had her in your life now for a number of years. As I talked to a lot of fathers, especially as they go through the different phases of their child's life, there are different fears, different things that they run into that they're like, what the heck? I don't know. And, I, and there's definitely some fears that go along with that. What would you say has been your biggest fear in raising a daughter?
0: Honestly, with my daughter, I just always want her to be able to handle whatever life throws at her. And it's a guarantee that life's going to throw some things at her, whether that's in her relationships with other people, her family members as she gets older, and let's say people passing away, you know, how to handle, just all that. And I've always wanted to prepare her however I can to be able to handle whatever that is and, and try to just remind her that whatever does happen, you have to find a way to get through it. Because whatever it is, it doesn't make you A bad person because you were able to get through a difficult situation obviously people grieve and go through all their hardships in their own way but you have to find a way to get through it because if you don't it's going to be hard to get through life and be happy in life so I think that, and that's kind of been my biggest fear is an event or something happening to her, whatever that is, that she feels that she can't get through. I mean, obviously, we all worry about, you know, physical harm to our children, and that never stops, whether it's like I can think of countless times when you're at a very busy park. Oh, can we play hide and seek? Heck no. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, and they get so upset and it's like, I will not let you leave my sight for one moment. (laughs) so I mean those you know those obvious fears but like I said more than that just her feeling like she can't handle or get through something is my biggest fear
1: now there's been a number you've had your daughter in your life for a number of years what has been the hardest part of being a father to a daughter
0: the hardest part I would say with my daughter there's none of that like unrelatable or you know me being a guy her being a girl kind of problems we have a very open and honest relationship when it comes to communication. She knows she can talk to me about anything and I'm not going to be upset with her. When you say raising a daughter, I hear raising my child because I haven't had to raise any other children. You know what I mean? I have, you know, I did have the the stepson and the, the two stepdaughters, but I think that when you talk about the biggest challenge, obviously for me going through my divorce was tough and there were periods where I didn't get to see my daughter as frequently and at the time it was very tough just not knowing how much time or when I was going to get to see her next I wasn't in banking yet at that time so my schedule was was much more you know scattered and so it was difficult until not only did I switch careers but the divorce was finalized that you know now we're every other week but at that time it was difficult for me to keep my attitude and quote unquote vibes high when I did get the time to either speak to or see her. And, you know, I did get a really good piece of advice from a really close friend of mine. His name is Ryan. And he told me that, you know, the best thing you can do, I get so frustrated when like, let's say my daughter didn't call me or maybe she, I called her, but she seemed distracted. And it's like, Hey, I need you to need me. (laughs) But, but, More so just in what he said was basically just to try to make whatever interactions you have or whatever conversations you have enjoyable or they're not going to want to have those conversations. And it sounds obvious, but like, you know, once I made that change and it did go a long way, not only in (laughs) how our conversations went, but obviously she wanted to talk to me a lot more. And, you know, when you're concentrating on the, you know, things that your child did wrong instead of just enjoying what's happening. You know, that's not gonna lead to more positive moments. And that was so that that was a difficult time for me. But when I made that, you know, kind of switch in the way I responded to those moments, it it did go a long way. And now I remind myself of that, but I don't really have to because it's kind of just ingrained in the way I interact with her that like whenever I'm able to interact with her, we're gonna keep this positive. I'm so excited that I got to, you know, share this conversation or this event or whatever it is with you and much less like, why didn't you call me last night? <laughs> or, or things like that.
1: With the fact that you have to, that you're sharing custody, you're sharing opportunities to be able to spend time with your daughter when you do have her, what would you say is your is the favorite thing that you and your daughter enjoy sharing together?
0: We laugh a lot together. I would say that's the number one thing, whether it's in the car on the way to drop her off at school, or sitting down for a meal, or sitting on the couch watching a show, or playing our favorite video games together—like it, it's just always the laughs that afterwards <laughs> you remember. And it's always just like oh, I had. Even just today, I sent, I called my daughter, and it was like I had so much fun with you at dinner last night. Like you were so funny, and it's it's that that's when i know she's comfortable i know she's happy i know she feels safe is she's so funny and and that's i think the moments i really enjoy and and think about when she's not around is just laughing hearing her laugh (laughs) her her constantly making me laugh because she is quite hilarious (laughs) she's quite the the ham if you know what i mean
1: now We met on Twitter. I noticed a a tweet that you had put out where you were using the hashtag girl dad as a part of that. For you, as you think about that hashtag, what does being a girl dad mean to you?
0: I think the most important thing is just being open to whatever's about to come your way because I am not a girl. (laughs) And, you know, obviously you want that to be, you know, whether it's a boy or girl, but. You know, having no clue what she's about to throw at me, whether it's what her new interest is, what is no longer her interest, all those things. I think that recognizing that, like, we are here to support and empower our girls. (laughs) I think that it isn't about being this strong dad, although sometimes that's required and necessary too. It's about building up your strong Daughter. So much more about them than it is about me being this, hey, I'm a dad.
1: Now, one of the things you mentioned to me was that your daughter is an actress, and that from very early on in age, she has you and your ex wife worked to support her in the journey that she's been on to model and to act and to be not only her own person, but to develop a persona for herself in that world. Talk to me about that and how you both decided to encourage her and then also then help her to be able to do the thing that now she loves.
0: So when she was born, her siblings all had some experience with that as well. Um, Her daughter's three years older than her, has similar experience. She had been doing it since she was born. Her brother, who is 18 now, has plenty of experience, although, They weren't nearly as interested in it. They were very good at it, (laughs) you know, it just, but it wasn't something that they were like, oh, I want more of this. With Isabel from immediately, it was something that she really wanted to be a part of. Obviously, not only because her siblings were doing it, but it's something that her mom and I both did our whole lives. So I'm sure it has something to do with that, but she just from a very young age has really enjoyed the attention of people and making people laugh and making sure people are entertained. She's always very aware of the people around her and and how they're feeling. And she loves being part of what can make, you know, people feel better. And I think that's what motivates her, her from an entertainment standpoint. It's not so much about the eyes on her. It's more about like, she feels like she will make you feel better, (laughs) which is, almost always the case she she created this club at school at uh last year where all the at, all the kids could create these clubs and then different students could join them she created what was called the you club and what it meant was this club's here for you if you have a problem or you're going through something and you feel like you're alone you come to our club and we're here for you and that just says all you need to know about my daughter she's just always about Kind of bringing the place together, making sure everyone's having a good time.
1: One of the other things that I mentioned at the very beginning was the fact that along the road, you have been not only a father to your biological daughter, but you've been a stepfather to other kids in with your ex-wife. Who now have a girlfriend that is being a step parent in many different in many ways, right? For your for your daughter as well and and I know you've had to go through some o- some of your own learning when it came to balancing being a father to your child a father to your your ex-wife's children and beyond talk to me about some of that learning and what you had to do to be able to balance that but also understand what it took to be a good step parent
0: well I think from the early stages, it's easy to like be that extra friend. My situation raising the um, my daughter's siblings was a, a little different in that I was raising them as a, a father, two of them anyway, but we won't get bogged down too hard in those details. But I think that early on, it's easy to have this demand for respect kind of attitude, but that gets you nowhere is what I've kind of learned. And, you know, I did have to learn that the hard way. Like I said, you know, it's a learning curve when you're parenting. And I think that the best thing I realized was when I saw or read this somewhere, but it really resonated. And that's that, you know, your child wants to have the closest relationship with you more so than anyone ever that you've met in your entire life. But like, it's up to you as a parent to allow that to happen. And the more we are consumed by our own issues because as children and as adults now we are all kind of a result of our parents issues right but the sooner we can let go of our issues and not make them our our children's the better and usually that's you know that ego of yours that thinks that somehow you demand respect (laughs) and i think that the second i stopped having that attitude and realized that like i'm not owed anything children aren't asked to be brought in this world and i think that the parents that out there that have the attitude that like their child owes them something at some point is kind of ridiculous to me. <laughs> I think that as a parent, not only are we here to raise our children and hopefully give them the best opportunities, but that continues. That never ends. And I know there's different schools of thought out there and ways to. But, but I just once I stopped thinking that I was owed something or was entitled to something, I, I started getting a lot more connection with with the children and obviously now with with my daughter too i mean the idea of punishing her is outrageous to me i would never think of doing that if she does something that wasn't good for her or wasn't good for someone else we would talk about why and she would feel bad enough that is the punishment you know what i mean and not to start you know getting too spiritual but that i remember hearing that one time like some people are wait wait to be punished for their sins sin is the punishment like knowing what you did Is punishment enough? And so, yeah, I mean, once I I certainly parent and my daughter a little differently now that I went through, you know, some of those trials and tribulations with the other children. But but yeah, you're not going to connect with a a child yelling at them or taking away their favorite item or, you know, that just builds distrust. And, you know, what if I screw up? What am I going to lose then? You know, instead of building this atmosphere where you can do whatever you want. Like, just be you. And like, if something goes wrong or, you know, we make a bad choice, we'll talk about why. But I think that was big.
1: One question that comes to mind as I think about that is I know that you have gotten divorced from your ex-wife and you now still have a relationship because you share custody. You have a daughter together. You were a father to her children. You now are separated. You're not together. And there are other fathers that go through that as well. And I'm sure there's a sense of loss that goes with that. Talk to me about that and what you had to do to reconcile that for yourself, but also to reconcile that with the kids as well.
0: So that's a great question. And that's definitely as not just a parent, but in my life, in my entire life, been my biggest struggle. And that's having raised a couple of kids that... I don't get to see anymore because of all sorts of issues but that's been very difficult and when I first got divorced and I wasn't able to see them it was important to me that everyone is aware that like I still love these kids equally like there is no love lost or like Isabel my daughter d- is not taking a lead now because I no longer get to see these other children that is not the case but it was difficult in Knowing where I'm supposed to be, I knew what I was feeling. I knew I was frustrated and I was angry and I was ashamed and upset and embarrassed, and you know, so many things because I obviously you can't go back. But I also have an obligation to be the best dad I can for my daughter that I do have and I can see. and so I, I try to take all the energy that and all those emotions and try to just focus it on that. And that, that, you know, I am here for her and I have control over that. And so I'm going to do everything I can to make sure I'm doing that the best I can. And and without getting into too much details about the, you know, my other situation, you know, that's been ridiculously tough because every time I go and pick up or drop off my daughter, I might catch a glimpse of them. And it's, it's tough. It's really tough. Some days more than others. I'd love to say that I'm past it, but I don't think I ever will be. But I try to remind myself that you can control what you can control. And, you know, I just want to be the best dad I can for my daughter that I am able to be here for.
1: And that is the only thing that you can do is to be present and to do what you can to be the best father that you can be for your child that you have still have in your life. And you never know. I mean, there may be a point in time that the other kids do come back and they reach back out and want to have that relationship in the future, it's always a possibility. And I think for any father that goes through that, you have to just keep that in mind for yourself and know that you have to work on your kids. The kids have to come to you. You can't force it and you can't force that time. And you got to
0: keep working on yourself too, because I think that that's one thing that I had to remind myself too, is like, as badly as I wanted them in my life, I need to respect them and the current climate of things. And to your point, like I'm, I, I definitely came to a point where I was much more at ease with the fact of like, all right, if it's meant to be, like maybe someday it'll happen, but I'm not going to, I may have, because I had made so many mistakes and wanted to have a chance to fix or, or rectify those, those issues, I may have pushed harder to try to force myself into their life when I probably shouldn't have and that that, you know again another learn from your mistakes kind of thing but but again all you can do is respect how they feel and keep being the best person you can be
1: so true so true I mean, and definitely not an easy thing to learn, an easy process to go through, or an easy thing to have to handle or to deal with in any sense. Now, we always finish our interviews with what I like to call our Fatherhood Five, where I ask you five more questions to delve deeper into you as a dad. Are you ready? I'm ready. In one word, what is fatherhood? Love. Was a time that you finally felt like you succeeded at being a father to a daughter? I would say
0: I stopped saying that I'm proud of my daughter. I stopped saying I'm proud of you. I've started saying you should be proud of yourself because it was a switch where I no longer wanted to try to seek someone else's approval. She should be seeking her own approval. And if you're proud of yourself that's all that matters. And I know that's a long answer but instead of gleaming with my own pride making sure that she's proud.
1: And what was your daughter's response as you started making that
0: switch? It's it funny because the first few times I said it I'd say like you know you wow you should be really proud of yourself. She she kind of take a moment to self-reflect and go, I am, I am. And like, there'd be that nod, like, you know what? I am really proud of myself. And it kind of was like, yes, yes. That feeling. Yes, that's good. It's a good feeling.
1: If I was to talk to your daughter, how would she describe you as a dad?
0: She would probably say, I try a little too hard to be funny, (laughs) but you know how it is. It's a fine line between hilarity And idiocracy when it comes to your your child, like you're either hilarious or you're an idiot. And I definitely bounce back and forth. (laughs) Sometimes my dad jokes are great. Sometimes they don't land very well.
1: (laughs) Now, who inspires you to be a better dad?
0: I would say my father, for sure. And his father as well. My dad was very young when he started having children and, you know, had to kind of put schooling on hold and eventually... Once he got older, got his GED, got a job. Now he's the CEO of a pretty large company. But at no point throughout that whole time, even though he had to work very hard, did I ever feel like I wasn't still important, (laughs) you know? And I think I try to remember that when I am going through things or working towards things or working hard, or maybe my focus is elsewhere, just reminding myself that this is still what's most important. And you need to make sure that they're still feeling that, even if you know you're feeling it. That doesn't really matter. You need to know
1: they are. Now, you've talked about a lot of different things, some of the things that you've learned, some of the steps that you have tripped on along the way, things that still help you to be a better dad. As you think about fatherhood, as you think about all dads, what's one piece of advice you'd want to leave with every dad?
0: You mentioned the word earlier, and I don't think it can be stressed enough, but just try as hard as you can to be present. And in the moment, whatever that is, because it flies so fast and everyone says that, but we only get so much time. And, you know, I keep hearing people say, oh, you know, my daughter, I'll say how great my daughter is and the relationship we have. And I'll tell them how old she is. And I always hear like, oh, wait till she turns 15 or, you know, oh, you don't hear that I hate you dad yet or whatever, you know, and not my daughter, never. But I think that regardless of of what's happening. Just being present, not trying to be too reactionary because the last thing you want is your kids to start closing up and you know not telling you things. So just being present and just being thankful for those moments because you don't get them forever. I heard someone say one time, the next time you're frustrated with your child, imagine that you went back in time and you were given this moment like years from now. Would you still be angry about whatever it is you're angry about? Or would you be so grateful that you have this moment and reminding ourselves that we are very lucky to be having these moments?
1: So true. So true. I just dropped my oldest off at college. And oh, wow. That's tough. As you drive away and you leave her there and you then come back to that empty house and we have two kids, so we still have one at home, but it's still much emptier without her there. You definitely feel that. And you look back and say, you only have so many moments. And yes, so many fathers in my life said to me, they go by fast and they do. And you take it for granted. But you need to know that that is so true. Don't get lost in the minutia. Don't get lost in the little things. And don't let those take over your life because take advantage of the little moments enjoy the little moments, enjoy the big moments too, because they will pass you by. Justin, I just want to say thank you. Thank you so much for being here today, for sharing your journey, for sharing your perspectives, for sharing the experiences that you've had as a father. And I wish you all the best.
0: I really appreciate you having me. It was really fun chatting with you.
1: The Fatherhood Insider is the essential resource for any dad that wants to be the best dad that he can be. We know that no child comes with an instruction manual and most dads are figuring it out as they go along. And the Fatherhood Insider is full of resources and information that will up your game on fatherhood. Through our extensive course library, interactive forum, step-by-step roadmaps, and more, you will engage and learn with experts, but more importantly, dads like you. So check it out at fatheringtogether.org.